Good morning everyone. Welcome you all to Suggest Dental Care for the August edition of Oral Health Talk. For like every other month, this month also we are going to discuss about the topic for our viewers to understand well. For the August edition, the topic that we have selected is milk tea. The reason of selecting this topic is because in in general now we have seen high incidence of caries in children because of which we wanted to care, create more awareness in the parents as well as in the children to how to protect their teeth and how to maintain their oral health hygiene so this month we have dr anis with us Hello, and i myself dr pragya would like to discuss about some most googled questions about milk teeth so starting with that we would like to ask what is the milk teeth and why it is called soma okay uh, we all know that humans we have two sets of teeth the primary set uh, we call it as milk teeth and the secondary set that is the permanent teeth in adults why is it called milk teeth is because the uh, the primary teeth that is the first set of teeth they are whiter in color and in physics we have studied that uh, something called as refractive index so the refractive index of the primary tooth enamel is similar to that of milk that is why the primary set of teeth is called as milk teeth okay so basically you are trying to say that it is called milk teeth because its color is similar to that of the milk yes yes, yes. Okay. so the next thing that i wanted to know is how many milk teeth are there primary set of teeth that is the milk teeth they are usually 20 in number 10 in the upper jaw, 10 in the lower jaw. Sometimes we find extra set of teeth, that is one or two, usually in the lower anterior regions or in the upper anterior region. There's no need to worry. You have to just take care of the teeth as you take care of your normal teeth. That's, uh, yeah. So basically, like in uh, adults, we know that they have 32 number of teeth. So in children, there is only 20 number, which is less. In yeah, the yeah. So the next thing that we would like to know is uh, how what does teething mean and uh, when do teeth usually appear? Okay, uh, let me explain the process of teething. Teething is nothing but the movement of the tooth which are developed in the bones of the jaw like they move bodily upwards to erupt into the oral cavity. This process is called as teething. Okay, this process usually starts at around six months of age. Okay, in the infants, and then the process is completed by about three years. So you have complete set of uh, twenty teeth. Okay, both ten in the lower, ten in the upper jaw by around three years of age. This is the normal, uh, you know, age that is the six months where the primary teeth erupt. And by uh, the usual range is about six to nine months. That is the usual and the normal range of the teething. So that's good. That means it will erupt. So what is the purpose of milk teeth? Uh, yeah, the main uh, purpose of the milk teeth is to help the child to the accommodate uh, to accommodate the process of mastication, that is the chewing process, and also helps in the development of language, that is speech, and also the teeth are very important for the uh, child's social development, mental development, and also the physical development. Okay. So as we know that the teeth are very important for the chewing process, that is the main function of the teeth. So the overall development, the growth and all is dependent upon the uh, teeth, 
that is because they help in the chewing so all the nutrition which is uh, gained by the child is because of this process and hence the teeth have to be taken care and you know they have to be prevented from the decay process and they have to be maintained as long as they have to be maintained in the jaws okay. so it is basically very important like permanent teeth we say that it is very important to protect our permanent teeth similarly it is very important to even protect our milk teeth because yes. it's in the growing years it will help in most of the development yes it also affects the social and the mental development of the child too so what can cause the delay in eruption of the milk teeth so compared to the earlier days now we see like the most common complaint is the delay in eruption so this delay in eruption can be because of the local causes and also because of the systemic causes so you have like local causes that is a uh, like abnormal tooth position that is the milk tooth itself is in in its abnormal position to erupt or because of the overlying thickened fibrous gingiva uh, this thick gingiva or the uh, which has happened it may be because of the trauma or because of the previous surgeries so because of this or because of severe nutritional deficiency as i told you uh, the nutrition is very important you know for the growth and development of the teeth and also the child okay so if there is severe nutritional deficiencies if there is underlying cysts okay uh, this all may cause delay in eruption coming to the systemic causes uh, it can be because of the hypopituitarism that is deficiency in the growth hormone again because of the hypothyroidism and because of you know some syndromes like most commonly the down syndrome okay which is seen in the kids all this contributes to the delay in eruption so once you find there is unusual delay that is uh, in case of the primary teeth that is a milk teeth around 1 year and more than that <clears throat> and in case of the permanent teeth that is the mean age of the eruption of the permanent teeth is 6 years so if you find like there is unusual delay again like more than 2 years than the normal age you have to get the child or uh, to the dentist so that we carry out further investigations uh, in case of the children we have to uh, carry out the uh, clinical examination and also radiographic examination to rule out anodontia that is the complete absence of the teeth and also to rule out any systemic anomaly the child is facing so this delay in eruption is a concern and has to be addressed to the dentist okay so now what will happen if the milk teeth does not erupt what problems it will cause Uh, that's what uh, so if the tooth has not erupted if it is generalized i mean to say all the teeth have not been erupted then we have to rule out a systemic condition if it is localized like one or one teeth or two teeth or few teeth so we have to and you see the in radiographically you are seeing the permanent tooth is present then you have to maintain that space okay in order to avoid future orthodontic treatments because of the space loss so if they are not erupted okay they have to be addressed to the dentist all right so because it is very important to preserve the preserve the for the permanent permanent so when do the permanent teeth start to erupt yeah permanent teeth are usually uh, around Uh, 6 years of age uh, it starts with the eruption of the lower anteriors the last first molars and the upper anteriors and molars and then continues throughout uh, by around 13 years of age uh, you have the set of uh, permanent dentition except the wisdom teeth which is going to erupt at a later stage that is around 17 years and it is completed by around 23 years 
this is the complete set of uh, permanent dentition uh, which contains uh, around few people will have 28 teeth and few will have 32 teeth what should parents do when the child's teeth haven't fallen out as yet but the child's permanent teeth have started to erupt yeah see uh, when does the teeth fall okay the primary teeth fall it falls because of the uh, resorption of the root and then uh, it is followed by the eruption of the permanent teeth in few children what happens is that the resorption process is delayed or it's not happening at all because of uh, some genetic causes or maybe a uh, systemic so what it ha what uh, happens is that when there is no resorption the tooth is kept just like that so the primary tooth does not resolve so the coming tooth because the child matches you know the chronological age is uh, like increase like he is growing uh, like this uh, growth is normal but the primary teeth is still there so the primary tooth starts erupting either front of the milk tooth or the back of the milk tooth so that time it causes local discomfort and also you know localized malocclusion so this has to be addressed and it has to be taken care uh, here what we generally do is after uh, you know taking out carrying out uh, investigations examinations we generally uh, remove the milk tooth so that you know the permanent tooth is uh, you know uh, allowed so to erupt better space yeah. for it to come yes <clears throat> so how can we prevent tooth decay of the milk teeth yeah prevention is very important you know uh, that is a uh, prevention against the decay it starts right uh, like uh, starting in the pregnancy stage itself we call it as prenatal care and postnatal care that is after the birth of the child so in the prenatal care what have uh, what we have to do is uh, like it starts with the pregnancy right the pregnant mothers should be educated about the oral health and the gum problems that is the caries process have to be explained the gum problems have to be explained to the mother so if if the mothers if the pregnant mothers are found to have the higher caries rate that is they have more number of decayed teeth they have more gum problems such mothers they have to be subjected to the test program this test program usually involves the assessment of the bacterial counts in the mother's saliva so usually uh, the most common organism which causes the tooth decay is the streptococcus mutans so we assess these levels in the mother's saliva so when we get to know that the bacterial count is more than 10 past 6 in the mother's saliva there is a higher chance of transmission of such organisms to the infants so we call it as vertical transmission so we have to prevent this vertical transmission how pregnant mothers are uh, you know educated about various preventive measures like use of fluoride dentifrices you know use of uh, alcohol free mouthwashes and also uh, the decay uh, whatever decay she has it has to be treated so that the count is reduced this is the vertical transmission now coming to the horizontal transmission what is horizontal transmission it's nothing but uh, it is the sharing behavior which is usually seen in you know the house houses that is sharing utensils sharing pacifiers you know tasting the food of the infants with the saliva so there is horizontal transmission between the caregivers between the parents and the infants this has to be prevented in order to reduce the transmission of the bacteria to the infants so, uh, so yeah i spoke about the prenatal care now coming to the uh, stage where the infant is born so for about 6 months of age there is no tooth in the oral cavity so we have uh, the infant is only uh, present with the gum pads the upper and the lower pads 
So these compacts have to be taken care of and have to be cleaned regularly after each feeding process. So uh, AAPD, that is the American Academy of Pediatric Dentistry, they recommend exclusive breastfeeding for about six months. Okay, and at will breastfeeding and night bottle feeding have to be completely avoided because they lead to the uh, early childhood caves. What happens at night? Uh, bottle feeding is that uh, there is a pooling of the milk which occurs and uh, after at night when you feed the infant okay and also because of uh, there is a decrease in the salivary flow there is just pooling of the milk which is happening around the gum pads uh, around the teeth when they are erupted so there is no clearance for the milk so there will be stagnant there so this starts the process of decay and it continues to affect the other teeth so hence it has to be uh, stopped and has to be prevented how do you, uh, when you have problem in you know making the child uh, you know to use less of the bottle you can start the you can adopt this uh, you know strategy that is you start diluting the contents of the bottle and also reduce the amount of the sugar which is added into the milk okay gradually for about a period of 2 to 3 weeks so then uh, introduce the child to the uh, sippy cups or the feeding cups which are available so this is one method where you can you know avoid uh, the nursing bottle decay so coming to the gum pads cleaning how they have to be cleaned you have like tooth wipes available and also infant brushes uh, or you can use a soft cotton pla uh, cotton cloth which can be wrapped around your finger and start cleaning the gum pads start from the front region and go uh, backwards uh, complete the cleaning of the whole of the upper gum pad and along with the palate and uh, the same way you start with the lower gum pad uh, that is the front region go to the backwards complete the cleaning and also end the end the cleaning process with the tongue okay tongue also has to be cleaned regularly so after each feeding process you have to do this cleaning of the gum pads along with the tongue so then coming to the uh, uh, eruption okay so at around 6 months as i said the first tooth erupts it is the first developmental milestone in a child okay this has to be monitored has to be taken care throughout okay not just in the primary teeth but the permanent teeth so once the tooth starts erupting uh, uh, and the completion is done uh, the brushing has to be initiated initially the child as we all know he lacks manual dexterity that is he will not be able to hold the brush he will not understand the process of brushing also so then the supervision of the parents play a very important role they have to help the child in the process of brushing and also the risk of ingestion of toothpaste is very common in children so hence the parents have to monitor they have to initially start with a smear layer of toothpaste onto the toothbrush that is a smear layer a very thin layer of toothpaste has to be applied like for children of around 2 years of age for children around uh, three years and more, they can use a pea-sized, you know, pea-sized uh, amount of the toothpaste onto the toothbrush, and then they can start initial brushing on the on their own or with the help of the parents. This is how you prevent the decay. Uh, not just the home care, also the therapeutic care has to be take, uh, has to be undertaken. That is, the professional care has to be undertaken. So once the child uh, is, you know, uh, once uh, he his risk is very high, if he has higher caries, uh, you know, caries rate, then you know, professional uh, that is the topical application of varnishes, fluoride gels, uh, pit and fissure sealants all this other preventive cares which have to be undertaken professionally for that they have to get the child to the dentist 
So basically that here we are trying to say that not only after the teeth erupts, even in the prenatal state that is when a lady is pregnant, care has to be taken and when in the just before the teeth will erupt, the gum pads also have to be cleaned especially with cotton after after every meal or after yes. every breastfeeding that they do and after the teeth erupts cleaning is very important and parents should take care of how the child is brushing their teeth in their supervision only they should make the child brush their teeth and these habits have to be built in the children of brushing and rinsing their mouth after every meal yeah so the next thing that we would like to talk about is the role of chocolates and candies on milk teeth the yeah. most frequently asked question by all the parents that how what is the problem if the child is having chocolates and candy it's a very good question actually and it's a very important question too just like prevention okay as we all know the caries process there are three main factors involved okay first is the tooth itself second is the food which is taken by the child or the individual or a person and the third is the microorganisms which yes. are involved in the process so these are the main factors which are involved in the caries process this chocolates and you know candies they are you know sweet foods they are not refined okay uh, so these sticky foods they are usually sticky in nature okay uh, they tend to stick onto the tooth surface for a very longer time so what happens is these uh, we call them as substrate okay these substrates they you know fulfill the nutritional and the energy requirements of the microorganisms in the oral cavity so these microorganisms they start you know metabolizing this products that is the sugary pro- products and they release the acid so ma- most commonly the lactic acid you know usually the ph of the oral cavity is neutral but these kind of foods when they are taken inside so they undergo the process of metabolism and the ph is reduced we call it as a critical ph that is of around like 5.5 if the ph falls below this then the process of the decay occurs that is first it is the demineralization we all know that our tooth enamel is mainly uh, it is made up of organic and the inorganic components the inorganic components are mainly calcium and phosphate so when the ph drops you know this inorganic components start dissolving okay start disintegrating and when they reach the dentin they also degrade the uh, dentin matrix uh, the collagen and everything proteins everything then you have a cavity so what do we have to understand by this is that the the longer this sticky foods are stuck onto the tooth surface there is a uh, there is a ph drop okay more frequently which occurs and there is more caries attacks or the acid attacks which is happening in the oral cavity which leads to decay okay actually uh, the first earlier it was thought that the caries process is irreversible you cannot uh, you know reverse it but now it is found that the caries process is reversible okay it can be prevented from further progression like see uh, in infants or in children when you lift the upper lip okay you will find white spots these are the indication of you know early signs of the caries at this stage itself if the child is exposed to the preventive measures then the process of the decay can be stopped or it can be arrested so uh, yeah so avoid this uh, uh, the sugar intake uh, also the amount of the chocolates the pay, uh, you know the child is taking if at all uh, you are uh, if at all uh, you are facing a problem in gradually reducing this this uh, you know intake of the sugars or the chocolates just when the child is having a chocolate 
which is very sticky in nature at least maximum is you brush the teeth so that it does not stick onto the tooth or minimum is at least rinse okay at least rinse your mouth or drink a frequent amount of water and also one more thing which has uh, which i have to tell is uh, the, there is a, like the ph which i was talking about few children you know what they do they usually they eat chocolates like uh, 10 chocolates at a time and few children they eat like uh, 10 chocolates throughout the day yes. so it is seen that when you eat the chocolates throughout the day you are subjecting the tooth to the acid attacks like 10 times compared to the child who is eating 10 chocolates at one particular time so it is very important you know the frequency or the uh, the more number of times you are exposing the child or the tooth to the acid attacks the more is the decay process compared to the one time exposure i'm not saying that you know uh, like 10 chocolates at a time is good it is definitely it's not good but i'm saying the frequency has to be Basically, reduced we have to reduce the frequency yes. of the number of intakes of these chocolates and candies because they are sticky in nature and they will cause more demineralization of the tooth surface yes so the next thing that we would like to discuss is what should we do if the milk teeth are broken due to some injury or accident yeah so if uh, see there is uh, two things again okay physiological uh, fallout and uh, pathological that is uh, the broken tooth if the tooth has fallen because of the mobility or the shaking that is normal because the permanent tooth is uh, ready to erupt if they are broken due to injury or trauma then this is considered as an emergency condition and has to be taken care or the child has to be brought to the dentist immediately so why is it because the milk teeth okay when they are in the oral cavity they are in very close relationship with the permanent teeth permanent. the growing permanent teeth so any trauma or injury to the primary teeth will have direct impact on the permanent tooth which is growing which is developing so you will have many uh, later like later problems with that teeth so the most common injuries which are seen in the children is either the tooth is completely out of the socket or it is completely intruded both the cases you have to uh, you know take emergency treatment to relieve the pain to also relieve the displacement of the teeth that is if the tooth is moved inside it's very important because the uh, permanent tooth is there or if it is displayed uh, like uh, palatally lingually or buccally so this has to be uh, taken care immediately the examinations has to be done uh, to rule out the trauma to the permanent teeth and then a localized treatment if there are any uh, fractures or you know any scratches then the restorative treat- treatment can be done so one more teeth uh, one more thing is when the tooth has completely come out okay if you are not sure that whether it is primary tooth or the milk tooth or the permanent tooth then do not try you know putting the tooth back into the socket yes, because it is highly risky you are damaging the permanent tooth germ inside if you are very sure that it is a permanent tooth then kindly you know take the tooth hold the crown portion that is the white portion of the tooth uh just place around the running water okay do not scrub do not touch the root surface of the tooth you know do not use any uh dis- like uh, and uh, soaps or any uh, other things just try to keep into the socket if you are not able to do it please uh, store the tooth in a storage media the most commonly available or easily accessible uh, media are like teeth cold milk cold milk uh, then you have egg white or coconut water or uh, uh, 
if you are if you have access to the hangs ba- balanced salt solution which is av- which can be uh, made available uh, in the medical stores if they are available you can store it in that and please get the tooth along with the child as early as possible to the dentist because the prognosis of the treatment that is uh, the success of the treatment further treatment is dependent upon this storage time and also the the time when the child meets the dentist so it is very important for uh, them to take care if it anything happens yes so the next thing that i would like to ask that when should the child start brushing as i'm been uh, telling that you know when the tooth erupts right from that stage throughout the child uh, you know the brushing has to be you know done regularly okay so when should we get the child to the dentist for the first dental check yeah so yeah we have like a recommendation from again the american academy of pediatric dentistry uh, they recommend uh, that within 6 months of the age that is within 6 months of the first eruption of the tooth the child has to visit the dentist so that dentist you know he will be knowing his history right from the stage okay the uh, fluoride exposure you know the caries risk assessment everything you know has to be recorded has to be planned and has to be followed monitored over the period of time so the uh, the first visit should be within 6 months so first visit should be after the first tooth eruption to the oral yes, cavity yes. So what can we expect what can the parents expect on the first visit to the dentist Yeah child's first visit, visit to the dentist is very important okay it has to be organized in such a way that you know he has a, a very good experience and he develops a good attitude uh, so that uh, his behavior improves on further treatments and you know uh, and also his uh, towards the permanently the behavior or the you know the awareness is positive and everything so every attempt should be made uh, to uh, have him you know comfortable to make him comfortable to get him accustomed to the environment and all what do uh, parents can do parents you know they can have like pre contact with the dentist the dental team okay they can get to know what procedures are have to be done for the child before in hand and their first visit can be planned accordingly so they can also play dentist with the child like they should not threaten the child that you know the dentist is going to give him injection or he is going to drill his teeth or uh, any such things okay i request all the parents please do not use dentistry as a means of you know threatening the child please do not do because obviously the child is you know new to the person new to the dentist to the environment and he he has like inborn like fear anxiety everything please do not use that okay do not scare the child instead uh like the positive attitude and you know the confidence build in the child so you can make him watch videos wherein the child is displaying positive behavior you have many videos available in the youtube just the first dental visit okay if you type it you have like many videos make the child watch those video videos and also tell the child that dentist is a person who is going to count his teeth okay who is going to show him how to brush his teeth who is going to show him how to take care of his teeth 
okay like this the positive uh, you know uh, attitude uh, the child has to develop okay yeah and to also reduce the fear and anxiety in the child uh, you have you can uh, do this things and when you are in the operating area that is when you are in the dental clinic already uh, please give us sufficient time you know uh, for us to develop rapport with the child do not interfere uh, unnecessarily and uh, give us uh, some alone time to spend so that uh, the rapport is developed and uh, yeah uh, when the treatment is being discussed uh, please uh, do not interfere uh, be, uh, when we are explaining the child because the child's attention gets divided he won't be knowing where to concentrate whether to the parents or to the dentist as he is very new and very young so yeah a uh, little privacy and the alone time has to be uh, so it is very important for the parents to you know put the positive reinforcement in their children before coming to the dental clinic and also do not you know, scare and basically not scare them that what the dentist is going to do with them so that once the child comes to the dental clinic he has to get adapted to the environment to the new environment and because he already will be very anxious about the environment about the doctor about the new place new people so we have to make the child friendly to the environment to the doctor itself and an alone time a good rapport with the doctor is very important for yes. the child <clears throat> so what can we do if the child is really anxious in the clinic what has to be done for that yeah see uh, if your child is like 2 years or 3 years he he will have that separation yes. anxiety so the parents have to accompany the child okay in order to uh, you know uh, relieve that so parents they uh, they can help the child to sit on to the dental chair if the child is not agreeing for that the parent himself can sit on to the chair and on the lap of the parent we can make the child sit examine and do the treatment also if the child is uh, very uh, keen on getting his uh, favorite toys okay you can get those toys into the clinic so that the child can sit uh, along with the toys and then uh, you we have like a Uh, methods of distraction like we have uh, music systems or uh, audio visual aids and all which can be given to the child so that his concentration is distracted or his anxiousness is reduced likewise uh, we have other ways like um, hypnosis and you know uh, like av distraction or you know magic glasses or any kind of distraction like toys uh, story books or you know you can even use uh, rewards that is uh, the re- they are the reinforcers okay basically so you can tell the child that uh, he'll be getting this rewards if he cooperates uh, you know if he gets his treatment done and everything usually most of the children will cooperate okay uh, and uh, undergo the treatment process so basically in our clinic that is suggest dental care we usually play those uh, comic videos on youtube for them so that they can see them and they can feel feel more relaxed about the environment and get the treatment done that's good so uh, the next thing that we would like to talk about so what is baby bottle tooth decay and how should we prevent that yeah baby bottle tooth decay as i said earlier it is because of the improper feeding practices and also improper oral hygiene which uh, causes which results it and the prevention part i have spoken earlier to this that is the gum pad stage the cleaning of the stage and the brushing and avoidance of uh, the night uh, bottle feeding at will breastfeeding and then uh, the preventive measures uh, which i have spoken earlier those have to be taken care So, what are the some habits that are harmful for a child's teeth? Yeah, 
Some children, uh, they usually, uh, they are engaged in some kinds of habits like thumb sucking, most commonly the thumb sucking or the finger sucking and all tongue thrusting or lip sucking. These are, these habits, you know, they are pressure habits, matlab. they create pressure uh, around the lips or the supporting structures of the lips. So these kind of pressures, you know, depending upon again the frequency, that is the number of times the child is engaged in the activity, the amount of the force he is employing in that habit, all this, you know, it causes a hindrance or, you know, uh, it creates undue pressure uh, around the uh, tooth structures, which will uh, invariably, you know, it will result in malocclusion. That is, uh, there is no prop, the, the growth of the jaws gets affected. So such deleterious habits have to be stopped. Uh, it has to be stopped as early as they are detected. As soon as you detect it, you diagnose it, it has to be stopped. So uh, like around two years to three years of age, this thumb sucking is considered to be normal, but not beyond that. So the last uh, thing that we would like to ask you, what is the good and bad food for the milk tea? Yeah, we have like uh, something called as a food guide pyramid, which is given by United States uh, United States Department of Agriculture. It is a center for nutrition policy. They have advised or a uh, food guide pyramid. So this food guide pyramid it can be followed by both adults and also the children. So in this in this pyramid you have like four steps. Okay, the base forms uh, the bread. It is formed by the bread, cereals, and rice in about six to eleven servings. Your earlier servings. The next uh, step of the guide is by is formed by the vegetables and the fruits in about two to four servings, okay, in a day. And then third step is formed by the uh, meat, poultry, fish, egg, everything. And the topmost is a little amount of fat, oil, and sweets. Sweets, particularly in fruits, not the uh, sticky foods, okay. Sparingly, they have to use. This food guide pyramid, you know, it uh, it completes the nut all uh, you know major nutrients which are required for the body, okay, for the growth of the uh, infant or you know the child, or the even the adults. This food guide pyramid has to be followed. And as I told you, all the uh, like um, very not refined, uh, you know, uh, sugary items, the sticky foods have to be avoided by the child. These are the not so good, not bad foods for the milk tea. Okay, so basically all the nutrition has to be given to the child so that the milk teeth can develop well and even the physical growth yes, of the child yes. should be done. Properly. So yeah. the last thing that I wanted to know is that like as you were talking about the habits like thumb sucking and uh, pacifiers, so how will a parent like help the child to break that habit? How would they do that? <laughs> okay, these habits when they are, you know, detected, uh, first, yeah, they have to bring the uh, child to the dentist. First is that we try to know why the child has been engaged into this activity, okay, in this habit. Because some children psychologically, when they have like something deep uh, hidden inside them, when they are feeling alone, when they are not given amount like that much amount of love or affection, they get, you know, isolated. Such uh, children, they tend to feel uh, that loneliness. So they try to, you know, engage in thumb sucking, which is most common. Uh, by that, you know, they derive like pleasure, uh, you know, uh, they feel like more connected and they, they forget that loneliness and all. So they get engaged into that. 
for the treatment aspect is that the first is the psychological counseling if the child is having any psychological uh, you know uh, reasons for this habit then it has to be addressed the child has to be uh, taken care more with more love affection warmth and all if if that is corrected then automatically the child gets you know mm, leaves the habit otherwise if if this is corrected and again the child is engaged into the habit then we have like various appliances uh like uh, you know a palatal crib or like uh, other a palatal crib you know or chemical means of uh, you know uh, reducing this habit like we apply some uh, chem solutions which are bitter in taste you know which are uh, which has a very bad odor so that the child you know leaves the habit or if this is also not corrected then we have appliances you know which usually takes around 6 uh, months 3 months 6 months for this habit to be stopped these appliances will have like the rakes uh, here you know so that the uh, the finger you know the thumb will not uh, fit into the mouth like that okay so that that's all for the topic today and with this video i hope we are tra- we are able to create awareness amongst all the parents because not only permanent teeth but also milk teeth is very important for a child during its growing period because it will help in all kind of development physical emotional and social peak as well so i would like all the parents i would request them to take their children for a dental visit not after after the permanent teeth erupt even when the milk teeth are erupting when the first milk teeth is erupting not just if they complain of any tooth decay or any pain before that also for a regular dental checkup because it's very important thank, thank you so much thank you so much dr anis for you. your precious time we would come next month with another topic take care and good day thank you